Moncrief on News Talk. Now, when part of a country uh, such as Skellig Michael is given UNESCO World Heritage status, it is regarded as an honour and attempt to protect what's valuable. But could it have actually have the opposite effect? The travel journalist Rosalind D suspects it could. She's on the line now from Venice because her life is lovely. Rosalind, good afternoon. My life is very hard working, Sean. Oh, I've been it's... working all morning. Oh, I'd just like to clarify that. Oh, yes, you poor thing. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, like, have you seen this once or twice for, you know, protect these protected sites that... Actually well, a, yeah. I mean, a, I wrote I, I wrote about it in my in my weekly column today in the Independent because Skellig Michael is reopening next month, and so far I think we're doing a pretty good job with Skellig Michael. You know, because the numbers are limited on a daily basis. Who are going on to that sort of? You know, it's a very precious and sacred. I mean, I'm not at all religious, but I can acknowledge that it's a very sacred site, mm. um, and also I think it's protected. Because it's contingent on the weather, because obviously people are going by boat, and obviously because it's a short season, but not all other UNESCO World Heritage Sites, as they're formally called, are quite as lucky as that. I mean, I was I was mentioning Petra in my, in my column this morning, um, because much as it is utterly beautiful um, and has been a World Heritage Site since I think the mid-1980s, 85 or 86, um, don't get me wrong, it was wonderful to see it when I went, but mm. I was a somewhat, um, not appalled, appalled is too strong, taken aback by the fact that once you get in there and you see these, these stunning um, sandstone buildings that were, that were, you know, furnished out of the rock 300 years BC, and then you have kind of, you know, a few huckster fellas vying for business for their camel rides, and what I really find distressing was loads of youngsters and who can blame them mm. loads of youngsters trying to flog all us tourists you know pieces of the precious petra rock ah, you know yeah so it's a bit you know not quite what you expect yeah um and it's that isn't it it's that double-edged sword thing it's you know something gets world heritage status which is wonderful and the whole notion of world heritage status is that it's supposed to be there um the, the pla- places that are named i think they're about 1,100 of them at the moment in the world, 1,150 or 57, I think, to be precise. Um, You get World Heritage status, so happy days, because then you're eligible for funding from UNESCO to help protect and conserve that site. But sometimes protection and conservation aren't top of the list. Mm. Um, You know, when it comes to commercialism and making a few bob, uh, sometimes I think that, unfortunately, that takes over. Is UNESCO aware of this, perhaps? Oh, yeah, they have a danger list, um, you know, which has, I think, 55 um, sites on it. Amazingly, and because I'm talking to you from Venice, which I know very well for the last 30 years, uh, amazingly, Venice is not on it. Mm. Um, Partly because it's just been saved by the, in the nick of time, because they did ban the the big cruise ships from coming um, in just back there about a year and a half ago. So that has kind of helped. And are they charging people to go in now? Not yet. Right. Not yet. But they should. They should. Mm. I think they should charge day trippers. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the cruise ships, you know, a bit of a bet noir for me, I have to say, over the years. I mean, these monsters, you know, that used to come up the Judecca Canal and literally, literally block out the sun. Um, and all the people sleep on the ships, eat yeah. on the ships. They don't put anything into the Venetian economy. Um, but thankfully, now they're 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 um, moored out in Magira, which is probably a bit of a shock to the system for some of those who think they're coming to beautiful Venice. Because whatever about Magira, 
beautiful it ain't <laughs> um, <laughs> okay <laughs> and it's only a short distance from venice but it's a very industrial part um on the mainland um but yeah but i mean there are 55 sites that are considered in danger so like for example sumatra rainforest actually surprisingly to me and i have to confess i only discovered this uh, myself when i was researching the piece for the independent um the historic center of vienna Vienna itself is on the danger list, oh, um, but yeah, it's 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 a it is a kind of double-edged sword, you know. Yeah, the uh, well, it is a double, and, and and it's hard to know. UNESCO can't withdraw the funding or anything, or or the protected status because of, no, that won't no. really help things at yes. all. Yes, yes, yeah. and I think really, you know, it's. It's, I mean, it, it falls, I suppose, as well to the to local communities to try and protect themselves, you know, mm. um, because what do you have? You have sort of, you know, list list ticking tourists, you know, looking up what, where they're going and what's on the site and off they go and they trample over. I mean, Venice now has, Venice's population, I mean, this is not all about Venice, obviously, but Venice's population now is down to, I think it's just around the 50,000. Mm. Um, I mean, Hugely dropped, and how many how many tourists every year? Twenty two million. My God, twenty two million. Um, I mean, I just it's funny. I was just I I knew you were going to be calling, and I was just out. Um, I have my dog with me. I was just out for a quick walk around the block, and I heard. Uh, I shall say yes, they were American, um, an American family coming along, dragging their suitcases, and there was a teenage girl, and as teenage girls are, um, she was giving out, trying to come up some, trying to come up a bridge, and her father was saying to her, "Look, you're just not pulling it right," and she said something along the lines of. It's not me. It's these old steps. I mean, look at them. <laughs> yeah, thought, those oh, old steps. There's a little gem. There's a little gem. In fairness, she probably was only about 15 or 16, yeah. you know. Now you but didn't... It's, it's about, you know, that's just, that's just basically a lack of respect. You know? Yeah. The, now, you did mention the dog is with you because you drove to Venice. Is, is, I didn't is, drive, is... Sean. No, I didn't drive because when you get here, you can't drive. So right. you have to pay to park. I'm here for a couple of months. Okay. So I, I came overland. I did... Um, I took my time. I did a slow travel jaunt. I did uh, Dublin to Cherbourg on Irish ferries mm-hmm. um, a week past Tuesday overnight. Then I stayed in Cherbourg for a night, which is actually an amazingly... Most ports aren't particularly pretty, but Cherbourg I'd never stayed in before. I really liked it. And then on last Thursday, this day last week, I got the train to Paris, expecting the smelly bins and all the rest. Yes. But by the time I got there, they'd gone. Although I did witness a small... Um, to say it was a riot would be over, overstating it, but there was a situation on the Thursday night um, on Rue de Rivoli with hundreds and hundreds of, interestingly, mostly 20 and 30-year-olds. Not the Obviously not the ones who are protesting about the raise, the rise in the um, pension. pension age. Uh, age. Well, yeah. I think they're all, they all get involved yeah, but actually, Sean, it was all, an awful lot of it as well. I mean, I'm fully into I yeah. totally believe in the right to protest, done it myself in the past, but um, there was an awful lot of just sheer vandalism, you know, yeah, setting fire to litter bins. Roz, we have, we have to leave it there. I'm out anyway. of time, I'm, I, I'm afraid. Uh, but thanks a minute for talking to us. That's Rosalind D there in Venice. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.